Please take a moment to rate this and all the shows on the Geek Therapy Network on iTunes. You can find the network by visiting geektherapy.com slash iTunes on a Mac or iOS device or search for Geek Therapy Network on iTunes. Thank you. Welcome to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Network. My name is Jose Cardona with Ali Matu. Hello. And Laura Taylor. Hey. So quick community catch up this week. I forgot to mention last week that Jedi Council did a very long episode on Suicide Awareness Month. So check that out. That's very cool. They talk about their own professional path into that arena because Katie is actually a suicide researcher and Brandon is one of her students. So he's like following in her footsteps. Very interesting. And also uh, our new uh steven universe podcast on the geek therapy network is officially out the first episode is out it's called here comes a thought so you can go subscribe to that and uh just a a quick reminder that we we stream at least twice a week on twitch every week at twitch.tv slash geek therapy that's going on every week now uh, geek therapy is an official take this ambassador talked a little bit about that next uh last week okay so today's topic is inspired by a few things it's something I've, i've been thinking about for a long time, but there were two articles this week that got me thinking. One of them is titled, Spider-Man's Take on Police Feels Out of Touch. And basically that article is talking about police brutality in the context of like how uh, Spider-Man treats uh, criminals in the game, um, how it treats people in the game, period, and his relationship with police. And uh, it's also some commentary on how there's there are parts in the game where uh, an entire prison uh, everybody is released and basically everybody who is every inmate is basically becomes a villain so uh, there, there's something to talk about there and there's another article called is batman's crusade outdated in the age of mental health and that one's talking about like well you know if you are tending to send the people that you're capturing to an asylum which means that mm-hmm. they have some sort of mental health disorder mental illness um so you're basically like beating up people with mental illness and the article also mentions um times in in batman history where people have been presented as lost causes like that they can't be helped and um, so it's these are two interesting articles that got me thinking to what uh i am calling uh for the purpose of this episode superhero induced trauma which is like (laughs) what happens when uh you know we see these superheroes portrayed and and in these stories they're they're just beating the shit out of everybody we're talking about concussions we're talking about physical trauma we're talking about in batman's case he is terrifying them in spider-man's case he's hanging people from very very tall places (laughs) or tying them to sides of, of skyscrapers like that is that is some traumatic stuff so I'm putting all that out there to just have that a conversation with you guys. We we always talk about conversation starters. I think that there's a lot of mental health and just general trauma talk that can come from from this. And speaking for for myself, I can say that over the years I've started thinking more and more about this. It usually takes me like I'm enjoying the stories. These are still superhero stories. Are still my favorite kind of you know comics and movies and TV. But then when I take a step back, sometimes I'm like, huh. We really are just solving everything with with violence here. So, <laughs> so I'm putting that out there to see uh, what you both think and see where this conversation takes us. Any thoughts? Well, um, these were tough reads for me because it did require me to think a little bit more carefully about media that I have really uh, enjoyed. And 
Batman's cool because there Batman's a great example because there are so many versions of Batman from the Adam West version which is not really that violent um at all to um He missed every punch. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and you had the pals in the band you wouldn't even see punches land, really. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, He's like yeah. a stormtrooper. <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> um, to Christopher Nolan's Batman, to um, Ben Affleck's Batman, and also the Arkham Asylum games. That's where this is. This really became real for me. Um, after I graduated from grad school, I um, I had not played um, video games for like five, six, seven years, and so I bought myself an Xbox 360. And the first game I purchased was Batman: Arkham Asylum, and I just beat the crap out of a lot of bad people hard hard <laughs> and Josue Laura it was so satisfying it mm-hmm. was it felt like coming right out of grad school and being so tired and so like um just um having missed video games so much the combat system was I, I felt like Batman I felt like I was doing good um but it's all the stuff that was in that article is is right there in that game um and I never really thought about it until until now never really never no like, because I so purely thought of my experience in in that game as good story and fun times that was it, and I never really thought about it again until this week for this podcast. Well, I'm, I'm pushing a little bit on that just because, yeah. because working with clients over the years, mm-hmm. I've I've brought in these very violent stories, and I was always concerned that someone would take. Like, there were so many things that you could take as a positive example from someone like Batman. But then, like, in every story, probably the most consistent thing is that he's beating people up. And I was always concerned about that, that that was the lesson. Like, what lesson did you learn from from Batman? Oh, that I can punch my way out of my problem. To be honest, it didn't come up. It didn't come up. No, that's not true. With uh, with smaller kids, that did come up a lot. Mm. It was like, oh, we're just, like, I'm... I'm beating up this other kid because I'm I'm playing Batman. You know, like they don't get the nuance of the story or the character, like maybe you know teenagers or adults would. But but it was something that was always in the back of my mind. Maybe because of of working with kids. Once again, it's it depends on the Batman you're talking about. Some of the best Batman stories are when he's a detective, and mm-hmm. when he's thinking things out rather than beating the shit out of people. I mean, I remember playing the <laughs> Arkham games and being like. Really, Batman, you don't want to use a gun, but you're going to use a missile shot from your Batmobile and blow everyone up around you. (laughs) Um, And it was kind of an offhanded joke, but it is true. Now, when you're talking about him beating up mentally ill people, I feel like the majority of the people that he beats up, and this does not mean that you should beat people up ever but he's beating not beating up mentally ill people there are thugs and criminals in different versions i don't know necessarily about arkham asylum but like when you look at batman comes to to be to fight corrupt mob systems and criminals that are definitely in their right mind and they know what they're doing it's organized crime they're terrorizing people and the cops aren't doing anything because they're part of it. So it depends on the Batman you're talking about. If you're talking about Arkham Asylum Batman, yeah, the average thug he's beating up 
probably didn't deserve as much uh, brutality as he got. I'm sure there's some missing teeth, uh, some traumatic brain injuries, but he's not necessarily, except for the the what you think of as the, the big villains, the rogues gallery. Those are the people that are usually presented as people who are mentally ill. It's it's a really good point, Lara, because it's there's just so there's so much richness to the Batman um, character. Uh, it makes me think of The Dark Knight Returns, the graphic novel, which does hold a mirror up to Batman and everything he's done mm-hmm. and Arkham and it it forces you to ask some tough questions or not necessarily Batman related but Batman inspired um Watchmen and the character of the owl um and some of the consequences uh to him uh for living the life that he's lived uh, so it's I guess that's one reason why Hesway, I, n- I never really thought about it because other larger ideas about Gotham, what has happened to Gotham, um, who these people are, and what Batman's trying to do in the lines that he crosses and tends not to cross, that sort of, I don't know, that, that kept me comfortable enough with this game that I was playing. Um, even though in the game, I might not be actively killing people, but I am engaging in as much violence as probably Grand Theft Auto. Uh, it, it's not that different. It's not much of a leap from what's happening in that game. And that's not necessarily a game I, I play or enjoy as much. So um, I guess it's because of all the reasons why Lara mentioned that I, I, didn't, I never really worried about it too much until now. Well, and that, and also Gotham is not the real world. We talk about how media matters. And so we talk about how we can comment on things going on in the real world, in comics, in video games, in all the different ways we're seeing Batman, right? But in at the same time, it's also not the real world. It's its own entity. I mean, there's crime everywhere and some places are really crime-ridden, but I don't know of anywhere that there's like a psychopath like the Joker running around crazy, causing terror like that, whatever form of the Joker you want, whether he's putting out poison gas in the middle of the city or whatever, you know, things kind of escalate to meet each other. And I think that's a theme we see in comics, that heroes and villains kind of escalate and and become stronger and more powerful to fight each other and the world suffers. So who knows what would happen if we had real villains like the Joker or Poison Ivy or Scarecrow, you know? So this this makes me want to do a little experiment real quick. Um, I'm going to ask all of you, and I'm going to do it too, as well as our listeners, to just close your eyes for a second. No. Of (laughs) (laughs) Think of your first exposure to Batman. What Batman comes to your mind? Probably Adam West Batman. Adam West? Mm Hosoi? Probably Adam West, I guess. I think I I I watched uh, Adam West Batman when it was on TV in the middle of the day when I was homesick. Maybe Super Friends might be one. For for me, it's yeah. um, Batman Returns slash Batman animated series. Maybe um, animated series too. I'm trying, but I I picture Adam West definitely. And and the reason I ask is, I think that first version of Batman has a large, or or at least the first few versions of Batman that you're exposed to do have a huge influence on how you understand that character in the world. So. 
the reason I mention that is for someone who maybe is getting a first exposure to uh, Batman and their Batman is Arkham Asylum Batman or Batman v Superman, Ben Affleck ben Batman, um, I think that's different. Because I, I see that Batman and I'm like, oh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know if he would do X, Y, Z. Like, I disagree with this. Like, my Batman would never hurt these people or something like that. Um, I don't know if that's something that resonates with other people. But I know for me, like, so much of my Batman and how my Batman works is completely based upon Batman Returns and that fantastic universe, which doesn't look anything like our world. And then Batman the Animated Series, which also is very like film noir aesthetic doesn't look anything like our world but in batman returns he shoots people with guns and in uh <laughs> batman the animated series he that falls in the beats the shit out of everybody category he does beat the shit out of a lot yeah. of people does he fire <laughs> guns in batman returns uh tim burton's batman yeah i don't i don't remember that oh this is see see okay so this this kind of goes to see, my and point. i don't remember <laughs> batman returns because i was a kid that that actually was my first Batman. Forget forget Adam West Batman, but I only watched ten minutes, uh, ten or twenty minutes of Batman Returns because as soon as Catwoman falls out the window and the cats are there, nope, I was done. I was like, I can't watch this movie. It's too scary. It's a scary movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's a scary. It's a. It, and that I movie never gave watched. Me... It was Tim Burton. Tim Burton. That movie gave me a lot of complex feelings. Does that count as horror? <laughs> Can I include that one no. in my horror episode? We no, need no. Lawrence. We need Lawrence. It's a scary movie, but that. it's not horror. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this point, this this kind of goes to my point where, like, the original Tim Burton Batman movies, it is so um, just against <laughs> what what the the core uh, character of Batman um, has become. I mean, technically, the original appearance of Batman in comics. I think he also had a gun. Right. So, and yet, and yet, people who have seen those movies, like. I, myself, I've at least seen the first one. Remember Batman as the guy who doesn't use guns. That's that's how I remember him. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And and I mean this focus on Batman. Regardless, my my point is that we are overlooking <laughs> mm-hmm. things like physical yeah. brutality yeah. against yeah. people who are committing crimes. You're absolutely mm-hmm. right. You're <laughs> right? absolutely right. And 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 that's a tough thing for to reflect on as a fan. Yeah, because these are stories. Again, we like we enjoy the stories, and we like we're just enjoying we're just there for the ride but then i i don't know if this is just something that's happened as as i've gotten older but uh we we've all watched the show powerless which is not on tv anymore but i love that show i love that show so much Mm -hmm. because it talks about the people or shows us people the regular people the regular people us us if superheroes existed what would happen to us yes yes (laughs) and it wouldn't be that great (laughs) so remember there was one episode of powerless where um the main character is dating a guy who turns out to be a henchman for the riddler yes (laughs) i think about henchmen all the time Mm -hmm. i'm like why why are these people doing this why are they there what's what is the situation in their life (laughs) right (laughs) and i mean and that's something that's probably not that's really not written into the stories right Mm mm-hmm but like, but these as as much as uh, Lara, you said before, like that's not the real world. But the world in which Marvel and DC Comics exist is very close to our world, right? There are cities that are, yeah. There's no Gotham City, but there is. There's still New York, and, right? and Marvel. Marvel is more based in in our world, and I mean, there's magic and mutants and all these other things, right? But like the foundation, like that world looks like our world. There are humans, yeah. Yeah. you know. It's like we could talk about something like Saga, for example, right? Where that's like really 
like amazing. It's, it's a fantasy. <laughs> it's amazing, but it's also it's a fantasy. It's, right? a it's much. Fantasy. Right. It's yeah. very very different than our world. But most of the the superhero stories are actually very grounded, you mm-hmm. know. And they're based on that foundation. Then they they change something. Like oh well, what if this person, a regular Joe, had powers? You know, and what if so? So there is there is so much similarity in those stories to to our real world. Well, can I gi- can I give example where I did reflect on this a lot, and I still have. I've I still struggle with it um, is when I saw Man of Steel I really like that movie a lot um, it's I think of, of the of that rebirth of the DC cinematic universe that really started with Man of Steel I think Man of Steel is still my favorite I, I really love that movie I love how like the first 45 minutes it's like super sci-fi on Krypton um, I think Henry Cavill was a awesome Superman I loved his whole journey anyways Two things really made me feel uncomfortable and really made me question the movie I was watching is the the destruction that happens in Metropolis um, during that uh, that fight. All the buildings that come down, all the people that are injured, which I think is brilliantly um, raised up again in the very, very, very beginning of Batman v Superman. Which is uh, my favorite thing about all the new DC movies is that scene. Oh, that scene is of Bruce Wayne running into oh. to save someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like and and this is exactly what we're talking about, right? Like in in the first movie, you're you don't see that perspective. Maybe no. you thought yeah. about it for a second, yeah. like, "Whoa, like there's a lot of destruction here." And that's that's what it would be like if someone like Superman was fighting another person like Superman in the middle of a big city. And yep. we see that, like that's I love that part so much because it's like the powerless thing, right? We Absolutely. see it from the ground level. We see how traumatic it is. We see that that girl loses her parents. Like Bruce Wayne that's his motivation for the entire rest of the movie. I had goosebumps when I saw that um, that scene, and I don't. I, I, I've we've all talked about how much I don't like the rest of the movie, but I love love that part of it. But it was very difficult for me when I was watching Man of Steel to see all of that destruction with a character that I thought was the aspirational goal of all of heroism and courage, and then also. Um, Superman having to, or Superman making the decision to um, kill Zod and snapping his neck. That was all, that that did for me more what of what you're talking about here, Husway. Um, that the idea of what what are we teaching people and and feeling very uncomfortable with the media I just I just watched. But I think that his reaction when he had to do that is goes to the point. Like, what are we teaching people? We're teaching that. Even Superman makes mistakes and has moral dilemmas. Mm. And he he mm. wrestled with that decision. And you could tell he did not want to kill him, but that was the only way for that situation. And that he, I, I feel like it's a young Superman. It's his first major, huge battle, and he doesn't know what he's doing. And he's developing morally as a superhero, and that's- and that's you know where. His jumping point is for how he wants to be. Laura, I feel so much better now. <laughs> Just like that's like really good therapy right there. You you would um, think that I was a therapist. Or something. <laughs> that's some good quality geek therapy right there. Um, you, that's a really good point. That is a fantastic point. So I I tend to disagree with this idea that superheroes cannot kill mm-hmm. in general. Like that actually bothers me. Right <laughs> about, about some of these stories. That's Supergirl's thing right now. She doesn't kill. 
She yeah, won't yeah, kill. I mean, she has I mean, to find a way to not kill. Like you're getting into the situations. Like, for example, uh, one of the things I love about Man of Steel is like, yeah, he, he doesn't really want to hurt anybody, but people are caught in the crossfire. Right. Yeah, there, yeah. there, are, there are tons of people. Again, not ju- not just the building. It's just like I mean, they wreck Smallville too. You know, before they even get to Metropolis, oh, flying yeah. through the planet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but Smallville yeah. would like also look like no one lived there. It was so empty. No, there was what was it? The bank, the Starbucks. Where did where did where did Petey work? Wasn't there a gas? An IHOP. Thing? It was an IHOP. I think. Oh, uh, you're right. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, there yeah, was yeah. IHOP. Yeah, yeah. They yeah, blew up the gas station. Like yeah. you know, um, in in um the Christopher Nolan Batman, one of the things that I've I've always thought is hilarious. I think I think it's in the second one, uh, where he's driving the tumbler over traffic. Mm-hmm. Like, crushing people in their cars yeah right, yeah yeah right. like there are obviously people in those cars but <laughs> i won't kill people <laughs> <laughs> no guns <laughs> okay yeah but squishing people is 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 okay so i think that th- that that whole thing um is anyway anyway that bothers me but in general like we we tend to overlook those things because we're enjoying the story but then our real world discussing more and more and we're seeing it in the news more often about things about police brutality. And I mean, and we work in mental health, so we think about domestic violence and child abuse and elderly abuse, right? We think about these things all the time. And then at the same time, we we enjoy these stories where people get the shit beat, beat out of them. I don't know. Those two articles made me made me want to touch this topic that I've been thinking about for, for a long time. I don't I, like there's no answer, right? Like uh, well, actually one of the questions that the the Batman article asks is then how do you do that differently in an age where like we're aware of the traumatic effect that those things can have on people? Like if we're going to be humane, these are these are people, right? Again, like when I was talking about the henchmen, like why are they there? What are they doing? You know? What's the desperation? What's the situation? Is is Gotham so crime ridden that like it's like, well, I could work at McDonald's or I could be a henchman or like I what are my options? A lot more money what's the, what's the economy like? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so like I I would feel bad if I knew that that was the situation. We don't know those details. I mean, sometimes we do. There are stories that go into details and and talk to people on the ground level, but Well, and I also think about the different ways you could Say going to the Arkham games, different ways you could play the Arkham games. One way is to beat the shit out of everybody and just punch them in the face, right? That would be and all. Throw them into buildings. Yep. There's another way you can be sneaky and go up and knock them out, like that's just true. Choke them out Some and they pass people. out. So, most Sometimes. people, you can do it almost every time, and then you can punch people when they start shooting at you. It's usually <laughs> in your interest to at least start that way. And what is what is the like what is the effect of like these people are you're still knocking them out they're still getting True. knocked out yeah because and that can cause some brain damage too yeah plus you're hanging them upside down for long periods of time I was gonna look that it up depend, actually it depend, yeah that's well yeah you're putting yeah. them in a sleeper hold and then you're leaving them to hang upside down yeah yeah that, like in Spider Man uh, you you can do the same exactly the same thing you can uh, it's called a perch takedown and you mm-hmm. you use your webs and you bring them up but like as you bring them up you slam them like you slam their head into either the sea or some sort of bar or something and then they get knocked out and then you tie them up and and hang them i mean most of the time when i'm when i'm playing spider-man i just web them and kick them into a wall and they're stuck to the wall on the ground i haven't done that many perch takedowns but you've punched a lot of people you can be a humane you can be a humane yes i punch them and they're like trying to beat the crap out of me and shoot me with rocket launchers so (laughs) Hey, I'm not arguing that. I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying, you, what if you have that? I mean, again, the argument we're having with 
I don't know, right? It's like, well, what if that was the police? Like, what are we, what are we talking yeah. about, right? Uh, it gets well, really but, complicated. And, and, but Spider-Man's not the police. He's doing it on his own, which we shouldn't do on our own yeah. anyway. We're talking about vigilantes. Exactly. We're talking about vigilantes. <laughs> we, we are. Exactly. That's, that's which, kind of the which point, is right? The prob- right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. I think a, yeah. big, a big part of this problem, too, is um, it, it's very is hard. Is it a problem? Well, I mean, another another angle on this is it's it's very hard for us to comprehend the consequences of mass casualties or unnamed people we don't know, we don't know their stories, and we don't know the consequences of what happens to any of these characters. So I think the idea of exploring these stories differently and having the story of a henchman in a video game or in a movie, like, or in a um, in a comic book, that would be really interesting to sort of flip the whole story and see what's actual consequence here. Or what is this person's story um, and all of that? And when we get later to Media Matters and Geek Therapy segment, I'll, I'll talk about some of the experience I've had with stories that do do that. But um, I would love to see that idea. I think that's one of the things that's so brilliant about the new Star Wars movies is we have the story of a stormtrooper. We've never had that before. And suddenly that brings up a lot of questions. All right, so Finn was taken from his family. So Yo, Finn... that brings up so many questions. Mm-hmm. So many. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yes, you, and it starts, to, it starts to humanize these people. And so you wonder how many of them really have a choice. You know, is this the only way, way in which they have sustenance? Is there, are there, like, how many people have tried to escape the Empire or the First Order and just been killed in the process? So um, I would love to see more of that. I, th- I think that's... You can all- read a lot of the new extended universe in the books and find out. A lot of good stories about the average person in the Star Wars universe. So have we seen more of that in Marvel or DC with stories of everyday people? Um, in the Spider-Man game, there is a Twitter, basically a Twitter feed. And it's really I've read every single entry so far that I, that has come into my feed on the on the game. And some of the stuff is great. Like, I just saw Spider-Man and he landed on my windshield and left some webbing on there. Is that an insurance claim? And there's a guy <laughs> that actually does like Spider-Man insurance claims like other ones where like. Oh my gosh, I just saw this spider bot run by my feet. Ah! Like it was <laughs> like it's the different people dealing with different things. Like there's a, a a thing in Spider-Man with the bank and people are talking about like thanks a lot for destroying the bank, Spider-Man. Now where am I going to have my money? And then someone else responds and is like, "Well, at least what's his face didn't run off with all your money." Like Right. Right. So <laughs> Which is like another angle on this. Would this just be a part of normal life if superheroes existed? Which is like empowerless, right? In the first episode, she's she's late to work because there was a there yeah. was a fight yeah, yeah. between a superhero mm-hmm. and a villain, and so the the train was late. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, I always go back to uh, there's a comic book called Gotham Central, which is a story about police in Gotham dealing with the crime in Gotham mm-hmm. as police. Mm. That one's really interesting. There's probably a lot of what we're talking about here that's covered there. There are some themes of that that come up in um, the CW Supergirl show where Maggie Sawyer tells Supergirl, I'm the police. Let me do my job. You do your thing. Mm. 
I can take care of crime in this city. And there's some headbutting about that. And I think that show in particular handles the situations that we're talking about fairly well. Mm. Um, Even though she's this superhero that's like, I can't kill people. She tries harder than most superheroes I think I've seen on film and in comics to kind of mitigate the the destruction in her fights. And I think she's really conscious of the fact that she could literally kill every person on the planet. She is wow. stronger than everybody. And so she fe- she won't kill because she doesn't want to take that. She's not, she just, she's decided she is not a God. She is a person and she wants to protect humanity and not kind of take that life and death power for herself. All right, let's take a let's take a quick break and we'll come back at the other end and continue this conversation. All month long we're asking that you please take a moment to rate every show on the Geek Therapy Network on iTunes. That's right, all of them. We really think it'll help us reach more people like you if we have more ratings on iTunes. It'll also help our newest shows like Goblin Lore, Hero Nation, and Here Comes a Thought, which are just starting out. You can visit geektherapy.com slash iTunes and the link will take you to a page on iTunes where you'll find all of our shows. But this only works if you're on an iOS device like an iPhone or an iPad or on a Mac. Otherwise, just go to iTunes on a PC and search for Geek Therapy Network. We're at 15 shows and still growing. Every rating helps, and if you want to leave a review, that's even better. Again, we're asking that you please rate as many GT Network podcasts on iTunes as you can. Just search for Geek Therapy Network on iTunes. Oh, and if you rate us from one of your family or friends accounts, that'll be great too. Thank you. Okay, Lara, so everything you just said about Supergirl, I like. And I was thinking, there aren't that many henchmen in that series. Right? Only, so, only I think only a couple. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, and and this is one of those shows where, and technically we're like in a Media Matters segment now. Media yeah. Matters. Yeah. yeah, okay. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Supergirl <laughs> is my Media yeah. Matters. <laughs> yeah. Um, she does one of these things where she's so strong, where she's not, sometimes she's punching people, but sometimes she's just throwing them. Yeah, because like because she's so strong, I guess it's it's got the same effect. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but right? she tries. But, it- but when especially when she's fighting humans and unpowered people, she tries really hard not to do. She pulls her punches basically. So, so yeah, sort of. I mean, the, yeah. the distinction between fighting humans. I mean, that's kind of like that's that's really what we're talking about here, right? Like that distinction between oh, that's not a real world, but these are humans that heroes are are beating the shit out of. Mm-hmm. And the the thing that has had me thinking the most about this recently is that the Spider-Man game came out for PS4. And very much like Arkham, you are like, it is just, oh man. Like, so he is super powerful and you are just punching people repeatedly and repeatedly and kicking them and slamming them into the ground and just over and over and over again to the point where honestly it was exhausting from from a gameplay perspective but like but from an emotional perspective i was like man i just i just hit this person like 20 times mm. and and it's always in large groups and uh, i've Ali, you never mentioned... had to hit anyone 20 times to knock them out what kind of game are you playing hasway is just it, not very good at the game Laura. it could I think be it could be ne- neither neither am i each air <laughs> combo is like at least six listen it's a lot you're just it's you're just lot. repeatedly pummeling people you're over both. and over again and like faceless people right it's like you're, yeah. you're taking somebody and just over and over and over again and the only like ali earlier you mentioned grand theft auto yeah in grand theft auto i mean it gets a bad rap for being violent yeah. uh, most of that violence is optional 
Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Right? Like, if you want to run somebody over in the middle of the street, you can. Yeah. And there's actually consequences to that. Like, the police actually come after yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in Batman games, like your objective is to clear the room. Your yeah. objective is to beat the shit out of every single person that is there yes. and knock them unconscious. Like you don't even have the option. Like I've played games where you can scare them and then give them the option to run away. In this game, in these two games, uh, there's there's no option. It's like you just beat the shit out of them. And once they're laying there unconscious like sometimes you you hit somebody and they're on the ground and they get back up and you're like okay well i gotta hit them again because like that's not enough you have to knock them unconscious damn <laughs> it's getting to me that's why i keep bringing this up media <laughs> matters i don't know i've seen in my most of my spider-man fights the guys still struggle when i web them so if you can hit them with the web early on you don't have to beat the shit out of them you're a bad going, Spider-Man. I'm not going to argue. argue <laughs> I know you've you've beaten the story, right? So you've yeah. there's but other there's things. Only, like, the I impact, understand. The impact web is really the only one you can use for like, and still you have to like punch them into the wall. It's just it's a. Thing. You're, you're both making me want to not play the game and play the game at the same time. So oh, th- this will make confused. you want to play it even more. My sister was walking by and she's like, "Did you just kick somebody off a roof?" I was like, yeah, as Spider-Man, I just kicked somebody off a roof. <laughs> See, I've webbed them when they started going off the roof and pulled them back on. It's actually Aww, pretty cool. Laura, I don't a believe nice anything. That I'm a, I'm a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. I don't believe. I think uh-huh. you're a dirty liar. I am not um, a liar. It happened one time. He was going to go off. Time. One thing that this game, that both of these games do, which is like there's a line that they won't cross. Um, in Arkham Knight, um, you have a machine gun on the Batmobile that you can use to shoot people with. But but they're rubber bullets. Like they make they make it very clear that those yeah. are rubber bullets. They're not real bullets. So you're yeah, not actually. Make, it, it's not actually. And then when you're blowing those missiles at like other vehicles, they're drones. They're, they're drone vehicles. There are people inside. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And and in Spider Man, um, when my sister pointed out, it was one of those moments where like I I I loved kicking people off the building. It's it's like <laughs> ten punches less to knock them out because they just fell off the building. And then my my sister pointed that out, and I was like, whoa, I'm Spider Man, the I will not kill guy. Uh, in the in the Marvel universe, and I just kick somebody off the building. So I uh, at one point I kicked somebody off the building, and then I I jumped after them and followed them, and then I I don't know if this happens every single time, but I believe the game does this thing where the the moment that they make contact with a surface, they like a webbing appears. Yeah. So it's like you never really kill anybody. You're just you know you're just knocking them unconscious. Spider Man would never kill anybody. No. <laughs> the more we talk about this, the more I see. Again, I, I don't know if hypocrisy is is the right word, but it's like there's there's definitely a disconnect between between that type of violence, and it's so different in the video games because you're actually like I've 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 thought about this reading comics and watching movies, but when you're playing a game, you're actually like you're doing it and you're doing it over and over and over again. I have more examples, but Ali, do you have some that you want to bring up um, that we didn't bring up before? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I I would like to throw out a, a positive example. Is that is that good? Is, can I we'll see? That? I'll tell. We'll, we'll we'll tell you if it's positive. Well, so um, I originally had a different example that I was going to give, but listening to the story and um, I was really reflecting on or listening to our episode as we were recording, I was really reflecting on that whole idea of uh, the story of a quote-unquote henchman. And the TV series that comes to my mind is The Night Of. Have either of you seen this series? No. No, but it's on HBO. It's, uh, I thought it was serial. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, it's uh, I think eight, nine, or ten episodes, maybe twelve. It's Riz Ahmed, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, who some of you may know from um, Star Wars Rogue One. Um, he, I'm, I'm, I, I'm not going to give anything away, but I do need to set up like the very beginning of the first episode. Um, he is taken to jail for being linked to a murder, and the whole series is about. Did he do it or not? That's the larger question. But the reason I'm bringing it up for Media Matters is you see the impact of the justice system and what it has on a regular person and what that person has to do to survive in the system, regardless of whether or not he is guilty of doing this thing that um, people are saying that he did. That's not really what the story is. The story is what it takes for him to survive in Rikers Island in um, in this jail. And uh, it makes me think about a lot of these quote-unquote henchmen, um, both in video games as well as people who are who are caught up in crime and the stories that we don't see about why these people are are taking these actions and, and living these lives. So if anyone is interested in that side of the conversation, check out The Night Of. Um, it came out a couple of years ago, and it's uh, really fantastic. Um, you'll want to binge through it all, and um, I, I really recommend it. And this this goes into the broader conversation about inmates, right? Yeah. I mean, look at the, I don't know, um, Orange Is the New Black, for example, mm-hmm. right? Where we get to meet and see the stories and and why mm-hmm. everybody is there and what they were like before, and the, and it's mentioned in that article I said at the beginning in, in the Spider Man game, but there's a breakout at the prison, and I get it, it's a game, but like not every inmate is a violent criminal. But every inmate that escaped from there, like, literally formed a gang and then just started, like, <laughs> like, taking over parts of the city. And then everybody who has an orange jumpsuit is is now available for you to punch in the face. Yeah. Repeatedly. Yeah. And, again, there's, like, there's a – I think that there's a conversation to be had there. It's like, wait, 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 wait. Not every single – person who's in jail is a violent criminal like how many people are there for tax fraud or working on the trump campaign you know i mean they're or like for, not everybody or being- according according to orange is the new black if you're there for tax fraud you'd probably be in a in a khaki jumpsuit not an orange jumpsuit just saying or you know <laughs> or for being poor and stealing something to survive definitely um, or or also like being there um, incorrectly, like I was, was going to say the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, 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 I think we all had a mind meld right there. Um, yeah. One of the hardest experiences I had um, when I worked at Bellevue is I did a rotation um, that took me onto the forensic unit, where I'm working with people um, in supporting their mental health, and they're involved in the justice system in some way. They might be, um, they might be in jail, they might be in prison. And the more I got to hear the circumstances of how this person found themselves to be here in front of me um, in a jail, the more I started to question these ideas of, you know, clear lines of of good and bad. And uh, it, it was very complicated and tough. So it, it's the night of gets into all of that stuff. And it's and it's also just really well acted. And it's it's a great show. So if you're interested in that. I recommend it. And I think that's probably at the core of the conversation that I wanted to have is 
like we're we're deciding that there's a certain punishment there's a certain type of punishment that is acceptable mm-hmm. and we're saying that a certain type of person it's acceptable to give that punishment to and our stories aren't there's there's no gray they're very black and white and and in that sense they are not reflections of of the real world but they're ap- absolutely representative of it right it's it's a jail. It's inmates. It's people in in orange jumpsuits. It's people who are incarcerated. It's people who have been arrested. It's people who went through our legal system, and we're deciding that as a as a as a group, right, without any distinction among them, we can do things like beat the shit out of them, hang them upside down, knock them unconscious. I was just thinking one of the reasons that I may be a little more desensitized and like just kind of flippant about the the violence in games i've actually watched a former client of mine beaten by the police Mm. unjustly and so i think of like i've seen that happen and it was really rough and watching it was different like the kid that i worked with he's not those criminals that i'm beating up in those games he didn't deserve it Mm -hmm. so i can make that distinction that these henchmen are not this kid so but that's a distinction that police are making every day about who exactly. deserves or doesn't deserve it, right? And exactly. again, it's a broader conversation. There's no, yeah. there's no. I'm but, not judging people who who play these video games. Like I said, no, I you, you I enjoy these games. It. I yeah. beat Spider Man. What why what is taking you so long? That's a great game. <laughs> but it makes I, me think I, about I stuff. Work, is what I'm saying. I work all day, Josue. I work all day, all day. <laughs> Josue, do you have a media matters for this? Well, I mentioned a lot of the ones that um, I, I kind of wanted to, the, the Batman with the machine gun, the Batman that runs over people, <laughs> the Superman that knocks over buildings. We talked about a lot of those. Um, I think the closest TV or, or movie representation or, or that's similar to the Arkham and Spider-Man games, which I've had on my mind, is Daredevil. Daredevil oh, is just yeah. a normal guy yeah. who like is really good at martial arts and hits super hard, just so yeah. hard, and yeah. he knocks everybody unconscious. You know, it is... He's also like, I'm not going to kill anybody, but I'm going to beat the shit out of you so hard <laughs> that you will not wake up for a week. Yeah. And whew, and then a, kind of a contrast to that is the Luke Cage series mm-hmm. where he's so strong and he he comes into every fight like, guys, why are we doing this? Are you serious? He, he like he literally you know tells him this. Happen. He's like, yeah. yeah, he's like, what, what what are you doing? So he like throw like take a gun and he'll like throw the gun one way and throw someone another way and he'll like tap someone on the head to knock them out. Um, it's it's much less violent than than Daredevil, even though he's kind of doing the same thing. But at least like he's giving people an option. Like guys, like I'm bulletproof. I'm super strong. Why why are you going get, continuing to do this? Just go go away. And sometimes people do. They run away. Um, so that's kind of a, a cool. Uh, Showing, I, th- I think most henchmen in movies are stupid, right? Like, when Superman shows up, why are people shooting at him? You know, like, people get really cocky. <laughs> and then they throw the gun at him when they run out right. bullets. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> so you, you um, describing Daredevil reminded me of that fight. I think it's in episode two or three of season one of Daredevil where it's mm-hmm. yeah. one very long, um, one take where yep. he's rescuing, I think, a child, if mm-hmm. I remember yep. correctly. Yep. Um, it, End of episode two, season one. Yep. It was um, so visceral. It felt so real, especially with the way it was shot. Um, I uh, it it sat with me for a while, like the intensity yeah. of that fight scene. I, I I can still I'm feeling it right now, just thinking of of that scene. 
and I, I don't I don't know what this says about me, but like in Punisher, he's just killing people, right? Like he's not he doesn't have time for this. He and and part of the season two of Daredevil is like Punisher, like why are you so stupid? Like why are you why don't you just kill these people and get it over with? You know, and he kills people and it's it's done, it's over. Like I'm not worried about them afterwards. <laughs> you know, um, it's I don't know. I think I think I can't just watch a show. I think a lot about what I'm watching. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so I have to give my second one now. The, my original media matters, given all the t- stuff we're talking about. Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Um, I can't remember the season. It's season five, five or six, I think. This is an episode called Far Beyond the Stars. Now, um, for those of you who haven't seen it, it might not make a lot of sense. But um, the captain is a black man. Um, Avery Brooks plays Captain Benjamin Sisko. And I'm not going to ruin um, what happens in the ending. But the the episode really culminates in a scene of police brutality against our hero, against um, Captain Benjamin Sisko. And it's so... Um, we've seen Captain Sisko hurt and beat up and attacked by aliens, but seeing him beat up by the police in America um, in a way that feels so real, it doesn't, it, it, it really, um, it's hard to watch. And that's a scene of brutality, of violence against a character who I love that, resonated with me in such a different way than all of the other scenes in the rest of Deep Space Nine. I remember, and so you said it's police brutality, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So again, it's it's the heroes, right? The supposed good guys are are doing these things. Yeah, the people who are supposed to protect us. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. In, in this particular case, damn, like Cisco, he is our hero, right? Yeah. But they're still like, the police are supposed to be the good guys, which is one of the things that that Spider-Man article mentions, which is like, Again, like I'm not, I'm not saying I'm in favor of everything this article says. I just think it's it's an interesting conversation starter. But uh, the author makes the point that the police are portrayed in this um, idealistic way, which is not representative of the police force in New York or any big city. Mm. Right? It's like, yeah, like Spider Man's a superhero, and all the cops are 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 really nice and really good, and they, you know, they just. I mean, technically, they're shooting everybody, like everywhere. Um, you know, like every time there's a there's an incident, there's just bullets flying everywhere. I don't know if it mentions that in the article, but uh, I don't know stuff stuff to think about. Media matters. Do you have any more examples, Laura? No. Uh, the only example I can think of is Marvel with um, Age of Ultron, and how even when even when our heroes are fighting like robots you're not that's a great example yeah you're you're not they're fighting robots they're not hurting people at all but they are and that becomes a catalyst for civil war and and collateral and talking about collateral damage oh i thought you were going to mention the fact that i mean during that fight scene they go out of their way to save people Oh yeah, they um, do. Repeatedly, they do right? repeatedly, which, which and was, uh, still end up hurting people. Well, there was a huge <laughs> conversation during that time where in uh, people were comparing Man of Steel uh, to this movie because in right. Man of Steel you never saw anybody like your one superhero was just like knocking down buildings, and in Age of Ultron they were saving people, and you saw them individually saving different people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like collateral damage is like. It's like a whole other subject, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's not, yeah. it's not literally yeah. like they're just like punching people in the face and there's not, yeah. like they weren't, yeah, I don't know. It's, but uh, they're, they're literally just fighting about it. And superheroes can't win, right? They're just fighting robots. They're saving people left and right. They can't, and they still is, get this blamed. Is, this is an excellent <laughs> point, which is something that comes up in, in the discussion about police too. Mm-hmm. It's like, 
like how, what what is the solution i don't i don't i don't know yeah. like in the real world example is 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 very difficult also i have no idea how we have you, no answer for the real world how do you people put, put people in a position like that and then expect them to 100% be good uh, and not hurt anybody like that's that's really hard yeah oh man heavy stuff yeah very very uh, heavy stuff Whew. good stuff though food for thought food for thought I'm I'm eating it. I'm digesting it. <laughs> it's it's gonna take a long time to digest. Yeah, it is, it's, and it might give you indigestion. It definitely was hard to chew. I'll tell you that. And I apologize if this is like a, I use the Matrix as an example. Once I saw that the Matrix uh, inside the Matrix everything was green, I couldn't unsee it. Even though I didn't see it the first time I saw the movie, <laughs> um, I apologize if this uh, if you start thinking about this kind of stuff in your stories. But again, that one article, the question was like. Does Batman need to rethink the way he does things in a time when people are aware of mental health issues or, you know, or the effects of of, of violence? I don't know. Let us know if you uh, see these stories the same way, if, the, if any story has made you um, pause or um, if our conversation has made you think about some of these in a different way. All right. So let's do a geek therapy segment where every week we talk about things that during the last week were either therapeutic in the most general sense, meaning that they made us feel good or they helped us get through something rough. Um, geek therapy. Lara, what is what is your geek therapy this week? It's going to be sad now because it was Spider-Man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it can be both. It can be you both can... because one of my favorite parts about Spider-Man has been swinging around New York. Um, yes. My wife lived in New York and so we've been swinging. She hasn't played yet. She felt like she didn't have enough time, but she's been watching me swing around and we've been looking for landmarks and looking for places that she's been and trying to figure out how New York was truncated. And like, uh, it's been so fun. Like, she'll be like, oh, swing over there. Oh, wow. Harlem is really small. Okay, now go back over here. Let's try and find um, when we went to the when I went to New York with her the first time, um, we went to the Irish Potato Famine Memorial and like we couldn't find it, but we figured out where on the map it would be. Um, and we, it's been it's been fun to swing around and, and, and look for things um, and see what is accurate and what is not. And and finding the Easter eggs and things that are different, like obviously Avengers Tower is there, but there's other little things. You can find Doctor Strange's Sanctum Sanctorum, all, all kinds of cool stuff. And Peter Parker's commentary is great. <laughs> well, I'm I'm very disappointed in you, Lara. My what? geek therapy this week is also Spider Man on PS4. <laughs> <laughs> um, that uh, so so. No lie, the the swinging is just incredible. Like, oh, it is so. It's hard to explain, and you go super fast, and it just feels really good. But the story itself and the acting, as in, it is better than mm-hmm. any. I mean, in my opinion, this is my opinion. I like it better than all of the Spider Man movies, including Homecoming. I think it has wow. the best story. The acting so, so is far, incredible. I agree. I yeah. love this Spider Man. The Spider Man is incredible, and like, and then you add all these things like the social media that's happening. You just add his banter with Yuri, like Ali. Like, I, I know that the the likelihood of you playing this game anytime soon is is rough, but <laughs> I'm I'm not kidding when I say you should you watch just some watch, watch a let's play or something. Watch just watch the cutscenes. Yeah. Like, if yeah. someone makes a a, um, a supercut of the cutscenes alone, it is it is that good. It is unbelievably. I love good. the collectibles going around and getting all that stuff. 
Yeah, there's um, 28 different costumes. The, yeah, there's so oh, much good stuff. It's yeah. so good stuff. Yeah, there's some things that I that I, that I don't like, but in general, like it is it is it is incredible. Just a great story and just so good. Yeah, that was it was I hadn't done this in a long time where I I took the game and I just played it for four days until I finished it. I was like, I need oh, to finish this. Yeah, I missed you in so Destiny. Yeah, so I haven't touched <laughs> Destiny in a few days. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was it was really great. Um, yeah. Last week was the hype and uh it it surpassed the hype train. It surpassed my the hype. hype train took you to the promised land, apparently. It did. It did. <laughs> I don't know if people say that, but yeah. <laughs> it's it's a, it's gonna be a thing now. Um I love I I love criticizing media that we love. You know? It's like mm-hmm. you love a thing so much that you can enjoy it, you can love it, you can also critique it, and you can, mm-hmm. it, and it comes from a place of love and deep thought and concern and sharing. And so I have really enjoyed hearing both of your conversation about Spider-Man today. I have, Is that your geek therapy? No. <laughs> <laughs> Next week it can be your geek therapy. Next week, this <laughs> Could be my geek therapy. Yes, um, I'll have to re-listen to it though. No, my geek therapy is is different. Um, I I don't know why, but I, I've I've had a lot of music related geek therapies uh, this week. So, um, my um uh, my really good buddy Jamie, uh, we've known each other since seventh grade, and he is a big Beatles fan, and I am a big Beatles fan, and I became a big Beatles fan because of him. Um, him and my other friend, Lowen, we all loved the Beatles together. So he told me that Paul McCartney came out with a new album, and I sort of listened to it while he was listening to it, and we were texting about it, and there's a song in the new album that I love, Happy With You. Um, I really enjoyed that. And what happened is we started sharing a lot of YouTube videos that Paul McCartney has been doing for his press for this album and kind of talking about it. And so that's my geek therapy is sharing those conversations about Paul McCartney. Uh, We we went to a Paul McCartney concert together back in 2003 and then again, I think in 2004. And so it brought back a lot of nostalgia, but we're also learning a lot of new things. Um, I loved his video uh, with James Corden. Um, They kind of go around, they do carpool karaoke. It's from a few months ago, but they go um, around Liverpool is his hometown and share a lot of stories. So um, I just loved that whole experience of doing that um, over the course of a few nights late at night before going to sleep with my buddy, Jamie. So on our Discord, we have a music channel and it's basically become that. Everybody is just posting uh, YouTube links to songs that they like. Like, oh, I just heard this song. It's really cool. And people are just sharing music and I love it. And shout out to... I think it's Woken Dead. Oh, that's uh, a good screen name. He's on top of it. like I thanked him earlier <laughs> today. I was like, "This is this is just so good. This is like, please keep sharing music. It's so cool to just see people sharing links to music and uh, reacting. It's very cool." That's on our Discord at geektherapy.com/discord. I guess that's my plug. Anybody else have anything they want to plug this week? <laughs> yeah, um, I, I, I'm a little behind. I've um, my my daughter has been sick. She's fine, but she had a cold. So I'm a little behind on episodes for the Psych Show, but I'm working on some pretty cool mental health resources that I can't wait to share with the world. Maybe they will be out this week when people are listening to this episode. So if you go to youtube.com slash the Psych Show, that'll get you to my channel. And hopefully I'll have more new mental health content for all of you lovely people. Laura? Um, as usual, 
I'm going to plug Extra Life, 24-hour gaming marathon uh, to benefit Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. If you're interested, um, you can check out uh, our team, Rare Candy, at geektherapy.com slash extra life. Um, and you should definitely join, play some games. If, if you don't want to join and play games for 24 hours and raise money, you should donate to one of our wonderful team members. My birthday is next week, and it would be wonderful <laughs> for a birthday present for someone to to donate. Money all goes to direct care for the children at the hospitals um, and making their quality of life better while they're in the hospital. So do it. And again, so people can either join the team and like become a member so that they um, ask people people for for donations right to so, to mm-hmm. like sponsor them or they can sponsor any any number of our team members Very um cool. Josue and i are both on the team right now yeah so prove who you like more by <laughs> supporting our yeah. individual <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah that, hashtag yeah. team lara uh. that is something i could get behind so thank you for listening to uh gt radio as always, you can find more Geek Therapy at geektherapy.com. This week and for the next couple of weeks, we're asking everybody to please, please, please go to iTunes and rate not just this show, but other shows on the network. You can find them all at geektherapy.com slash iTunes. There's 15 shows on the network right now and more to come. But uh, So this is kind of a, a pledge drive for the next uh, couple of weeks. It makes such a big difference and it, mm-hmm. it helps um, it helps people to discover the the show who haven't um, heard of it before. And it really is something that iTunes and other podcast platforms use when they're deciding what uh, podcast to promote and what podcast might appear on the front page. So it would mean so much to us if um, you could give us a few stars and uh, also uh, just a few words about what this uh, podcast means to you. Yeah, and I'm asking you to absolutely cheat. Just rate all our shows. Just help us all out. It would be <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> but if you want to take the time to write a review, that would be great. Plus, wait, everyone who listens to this podcast listens to every podcast on the network. What are you talking about? You're you're right. You're right. What am? Why did what I say are that? Are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> <laughs> but we love you, listeners. Thank you for your support. And we're on Twitter at Geek Therapy. I am Josue A. Cardona. Ali is at Ali Matu. And Lauren is at Chicken Dinosaur. And Lara is at Geek Therapist. Thank you for listening. Remember to geek out and do good. And we'll be back next week. You've just listened to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Podcast Network. For more about Geek Therapy and all of our podcasts, visit geektherapy.com. And for extra content, including our monthly book club and other perks, consider becoming a member of Geek Therapy on Patreon for as little as $1 a month at patreon.com slash geektherapy. 